I couldn't enjoy running for why I picked it up in the first place because I was so busy thinking about correction that it just, I, I didn't know if it was worth it anymore. What motivates you to overcome an illness or an injury or pain? Is it just the mere fact of getting out of that pain? Is it to get back with your family? Or is it to get back to exercising? What is it that actually drives you to endure whatever situation you're going through? I want you to listen to Lindsay as she describes her process of enduring and nagging the injury that kept her from the things that she loves. Here's Lindsay. Lindsay Samoyce, welcome to the Freedom Stories podcast. We're so excited to have you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, you're great. You, this is, you have such an incredible story, um, just like many that we've had in the past, but you, in essence, are exactly what this podcast is all about. And I can't wait for the listeners to hear your story. So again, thanks for being here. Of course. Before we go into your story, who is Lindsay Samoyce? Just in the 60 second nutshell, just kind of give me a brief description of who you are. Well, my name is Lindsay Samoyce. I'm 41 years old and young, I guess. Um, I am married to my best friend and I have two children, two teenage kids, and they keep us pretty active. So um, our daughter has been running since sixth grade and runs in high school. And then our son has been running, well, he started running in fourth grade and he ran for a couple of years and then developed some stomach issues. So he had to give up running, but we've always been running alongside of them. And our journey kind of began running like right before we found out we were pregnant. So um, anyways, running has been a part of our lives, I think since 2005. And um, aside from running, I have a photography business with my husband and I also homeschool our son. So, and then I, I'm like a taxi driver to our daughter until she gets her driver's license. So yeah. that's about the extent of my world right now. That's great. And where do you guys live? We're here in Shawnee, Kansas. Uh, photography business going well? It is going well. It's getting ready to hit the big um, busy season. So things start picking up next month, but it's been pretty slow. It's been hot and humid this summer. So mostly weekends. Mostly weekends, yeah, because the kids dominate our schedule so much during the week. Even the weekends are tricky. So, yeah, we just have a few few uh, nights available for mm -hmm. that. But, yeah. Well, I know your kids well, and, and I absolutely love them, Bella and Landon. Um, just incredibly, just genuine, nice, young individuals, Bella and Landon. They're just great. What is Landon doing now? Landon's doing CrossFit, correct? Um, he was doing CrossFit. He started having knee issues. Uh -huh. He's been growing. So he grew about an inch in two months. Um, I think it was like a total of like an inch and a half since he stopped CrossFit. So all the squatting and everything with his knees, he had to take a little break. So right now we joined a local gym. And so he kind of gets to swim for fun. We have him working out. He's doing the elliptical machine now. Hopefully he'll get back to it. Okay. And speaking of knees, let's jump right into your story. <laughs> Tell me and the listeners all about your knee. And, okay. You want you know, in general, let's go, let's go all that. I, I think I'm more specifically got knee on my mind because that's what we worked with so much, but 
let's let's go back actually tell me all about you specifically all right and your medical journey of where you've come from and where you're headed now okay um this is kind of a long long story um so backing up to probably let's see 2005 is um when my husband and i kind of decided to take up running we literally bought a treadmill it was shipped to the house and two days later we found out we were pregnant with our daughter <laughs> so i what better time to take up running um so i did i ran and i walked through our pregnancy um we delivered and you know i had our daughter everything was great we were signing up for 5ks and so it was something my husband and i could do together we would push our daughter in the stroller you know at the races and it was just it was fun um, we kind of built up our mileage, um, enjoyed that. And then we found out we were pregnant with our son. And after, oh, I even ran through that pregnancy. So I ran a 5k when I was eight months pregnant with our son. So yeah, we loved it. So it was like, whenever we could run, we would run. I had a C-section with him. I was back running three weeks after having him. Like it was just, we loved it. It was just, I guess, part of our lifestyle. So, um, Moving on, we added on our mileage. So we would go from 5Ks to 10Ks, 15Ks, which they don't really run those anymore, but um, we had 15Ks. And then eventually we did a um, half marathon and just love the distance. So as the distance increased, I found out that I had plantar fasciitis. Um, I found out like right after I signed up for a full marathon. And this was back when it was like the um, Oz marathon. It's not like the Garmin one. But I signed up for it and um, it was expensive <laughs> back in the day. They're not as expensive as they are now, but I told my husband, I'm like, I have to run this. Like, there's no way around it. And prior to that, um, we had just found out we had, we had a miscarriage, like mentally, I needed to do this for myself. This was something, you know, I, that had to take my mind off of it. So I was determined, even with plantar fasciitis, to go ahead and do it. So we moved forward and um, I ran the marathon, but I had done so much damage because I had gotten cortisone shots um, and just kept running on it. So it got to the point where I couldn't run for five years. So to sum it up, in those five years, I joined a gym, I did lifting, and I couldn't do any lower body weights at all. So I would lift my upper body and then I would do calves and that would be my full workout. I couldn't do, because everything put pressure on my heel. So I ended up lifting weights. I loved it, but I couldn't run. And then eventually our daughter got into running. And finally, like, I don't know, six or seven years afterwards, I was able to start running with her team. Um, so I just slowly kind of built mileage up and it was plantar fasciitis was manageable. So then I'm running but I have no muscles in my lower body. So you had some big calves though, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. My, my calves and my biceps were about the same size. So that was great. Um, but it did nothing for my running. So I just kind of kept running. So the plantar fasciitis came back, but it was manageable. So I was still able to run. So I just kept increasing my mileage. Mm. And then eventually in July of 2019, that's when I realized that I was developing this knee pain um, in my left knee. I noticed because I was trying to squat, I was trying to kneel. So we would do workouts where you do fire hydrants with the bands and I couldn't put any pressure on my knee. So that was odd. We also did stairs at a local high school. And I noticed just this pain in the middle of my, like right under my kneecap. And um, it wasn't bad and it didn't flare up when I was running. So I just kind of kept running. I figured, okay, you know, maybe it's just tired. So I kept doing bands at the time, thinking that would help it. Um, and 
it didn't. And I just kept pushing it. And the problem was, this was like the time we went ahead and went to France. We were gone for two weeks. We were walking like 10 miles, um, 10 miles a day out there in like 30 degree weather. And we're in this little teeny tiny condo apartment where we couldn't stretch. We didn't have our foam rollers. So we would walk, we ran out there, but we were not physically taking care of ourselves. So um, we went to the Eiffel Tower and I remember we had to walk up. We like visited the first two stories of the Eiffel Tower and every step, I mean, you could just feel it, you know, but I didn't want to not be able to do it and not experience that with my family. It's like once in a lifetime opportunity. And, and so it was tough. Like it's, it, it kind of started, it definitely started interfering with not just my running. It was interfering with my life. So um, we got back from France. I did one long run. I did a 10 mile run. And that was like the last long run that I did um, because I just noticed it just kind of kept getting worse and getting worse and getting worse. COVID hit prior to COVID. My husband and I signed up for the Heartland series where we were going to do three half marathons because I just competed in one that fall and I felt great. I thought, okay, now would be the time to sign up for him. And, um, you know, with this like, constant regression now I was starting to question whether I'd be able to do it so we had to contact them ask if they could move them to 5ks so um you know so then it's kind of it's a humbling experience so you go from doing you know you think you're doing these half marathons and you're going to do 5ks so I tried to keep running we still had like a 5k it was a Super Bowl one we had a 10k sweetheart and we run these as a family this has been something we've done for years um, when they were really little. I, we did Noah's Crown Town way back. It was Bella's first run and my daughters. And I remember we would run walk it, but you know, they're accumulating their medals and they have so much fun with it. So I didn't want to, you know, back out of these runs. So I kept doing it and pushing it. And it was just getting worse and worse and worse. Finally, I decided to go in to a local PT. I kind of asked around too, because we new PTs and just kind of asking people what they thought. And everybody pointed me to runner's knee. They're like, it's just overuse. It's runner's knee. I had one tell me my calf or not my calf, my quad was so tight that I needed dry needling. So I did dry needling. Um, you know, it was, I tried everything that was suggested to me and, um, none of it was working, nothing at all. And, kind of to make a long story short, um, cause I seriously, I could talk about this for like five hours, but eventually um, our children got signed up with you to run the training program or the running program that you have. And I remember touching base with you over Zoom with COVID, we couldn't meet in, you know, in person. And I remember asking you about my knee. Um, you suggested getting an MRI. And I was like, I'm not getting an MRI. Like I'm 41. I don't need to have an MRI done. I'm too young. Like this, there's no way for that. And I didn't want to spend the money. And honestly, I trust like zero doctors because after the whole plantar fasciitis, I'm serious. Every single doctor along the way said they were going to fix me and I was going to be back to normal. And it never happened. And I trusted them. And so to trust you right off the bat, of course I didn't do that. So I went ahead and went to PT online and they sent me workouts and they're like, Oh, here, try this, try this, try this. So I exhausted every option except for you. And in the meantime, I just kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And finally, um, I decided to take your advice. So I went in and the doctor required that I have, um, an x-ray done. 
So I had the x-ray done and it came back. They said my knee looked healthy. There were, didn't look like there were any issues, but they still wanted me to have the MRI done. Again, I'm stubborn and said, no, I'm not having an MRI done. It's healthy. I probably just need to rest it. So I walked, I, you know, I, I just took the whole summer off. I decided to really do nothing. But yeah. in the meantime, mm-hmm. I'm missing out on activities with my family. I'm missing out on all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and at that point too, Lindsay, I remember this vividly. You were putting your kids first at the time too, because yeah. financially you had spent quite a bit trying to figure the plantar fasciitis out and then the knee out as well. So you know, medical bills just do pile up. Right. And it's difficult to continue on that path. So you did what most people do and you rested. Right. Because quote unquote, resting heals all in essence, from an orthopedic standpoint, if you don't do anything, you can't get hurt. Exactly. Right. What they said, that's exactly what I've been told. Yeah. Stop doing that. What hurts it. Therefore stop running. Yep. And, but the problem is you said, this is our livelihood. This is what our family does together and they're still doing it. And you weren't being able to be a part of that. And it's not the pain in the knee and it's not the expenses of it all it sounds like and so many other listeners out there probably most runners it's the impact of not being able to do what you love and how that affects your family and everybody around you that really bugs on people it's the frustration of that not so much the need not so much the expense it's the frustration of not being able to participate yeah i felt like i was robbed of something because you know, like I said, with family vacations, you know, we went to Colorado this summer. I had a concern that I wasn't going to be able to hike with them. Um, you know, I, I accepted the fact that I wasn't going to be able to run when I decided to rest it. So I walked and then um, I would try to bike, you know, alongside my family as they ran, but I couldn't even bike. Walking, um, I vividly remember walking on a sidewalk as my daughter's running, you know, with her high school program. It was wet. They had the sprinklers on and I fell and it was smack dab in the middle of like the busiest street. And I'm, I'm serious. Like it was probably my lowest point to be, I think it was what 40 at the time or something. And, you know, you look back on it and I'm like, I literally fell walking and I wasn't speed walking. I wasn't, you know, trying to win any kind of race or anything like that. I was literally just walking to try and burn off steam. Cause all this happened like right in the middle of COVID. So you have all this, like, you know, your life's kind of flipped upside down to begin with, but then you have nowhere to even go release any stress. So I felt like I had nowhere to go. And then I was watching my family continue with their lifestyle, um, which I'm, I was so happy for, but then, you know, on the inside, it just stinks that I don't get to be part of that. And you're right. What you were saying is, you know, doctors say, okay, just sit, sit stagnant. Don't do anything. And what I learned from you is like, that was the worst advice I'd probably been given. Um, and I think that was my mentality after coming off the plantar fasciitis was, well, just don't work out my legs, you know, don't, don't do any of it. Don't. And it was the worst advice ever given. And it's basically what led me to where I met today. What is it that you specifically did that helped you get to where you are today? Man, I tell you what, from the second I walked in your doors, like the first thing I noticed that I know this isn't like 
I have to give credit where credit's due because as soon as I walked in there, I mean, right off the bat, I noticed you were passionate about your job. You're passionate about what you did. And that fueled me. And I remember when we started doing things, we started, you know, very basic. And I mean, you had me doing bands three times a day. I thought you were crazy. I mean, seriously, like it would be morning time, you know, the kids are having breakfast. I'm like, I have to go do bands or we'd be in the middle watching a movie. I have to go do bands. Like the timing of it was the worst. It was the funniest part about it was since my children did the running program with you, I had to harp on them and make them do their bands three times a day because that's what you wanted them to do. And I remember telling them, it's easy, you can do this, like, come on. So now I had to get my words because here I had to go through it and it was tough. And there were days I didn't wanna do it. And, but every time I came in to meet with you, you were so encouraging, you had something new for me, you would give me a task and I felt like, you know, I would accomplish it. So I felt like I had a win. Before I came to you, I didn't have any wins. I just felt defeat. And so I kept coming in there and I kept putting in the work, whatever you told me to do, I went home and I did it. I did, um, I mean, it pretty much dominated my days, but the way I looked at it was, you know, I'd let myself go for so many years. It was time to finally fix this. You know, you had taught me, you said something when I was in one day and I think you had me do, you had me do something. And you, you told me that if I couldn't do that, how in the world am I going to be able to run? You know, and it, it was so true. So I realized the importance of it. And so you would have me do things each time I went in there. And then finally, like halfway through, it just clicked. And everything you were teaching me changed my form. It changed my form, not only in how I was running, but it also changed in how I sat in a chair or how I stood or how I did squats. So you educated me and gave me the knowledge that I needed in order to succeed outside of, you know, your office. And so I was able to take that out. And I, I just remember there were so many times though, I would come in there and you'd ask me to do something. And I look at you with such doubt and because I didn't think I could do it. And you're like, you can do this, you can do this. And you always had a smile on your face. You were always so positive. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I remember the first time and I did it. And I remember telling you that I was feeling pain and I was always taught the pain's bad. If you feel pain, stop doing it. And you basically told me that you're going to feel pain through healing. You know, you can still heal and get better and feel pain. Obviously you don't want, you know, a level of 10 or anything like that, but while my body's trying to get back to normal, that I will experience pain. And so I allowed myself to feel pain and to not fear it. And so in all my workouts, I would allow a certain level. And, um, I noticed that once I allowed the pain that I just felt like everything just kind of turned. I felt like I was getting stronger. I was capable of doing things because you pushed me to do things I never would have done on my own. Like I mentioned earlier, I had the PT online that was sending me workouts and looking back on it, they were the worst things I could have done for my knee. And <laughs> this didn't make you feel good. It was, I don't think any of it was anything you had me do. So I just kind of kept progressing. And then I remember you had me do, um, you know, you had me running um, in like December, I was doing hundred meters and even hundred meters. I remember you were like, okay, you're going to run. I was like, I'm not running yet. There's no way. Like after everything I'd been through the last thing I wanted to do. And again, I think that was because I was told don't do anything, but was to run. Cause I was afraid I was going to end up right back where I was. And I was tired of this roller coaster. I was tired of, you know, 
taking two steps forward and like five backwards. It just was, I felt so defeated. And so I went out and I ran and I remembered everything you told me about my form. And I overthought it so much that I couldn't even enjoy it, which really stunk because I wanted to just enjoy the run, but I knew I had to get the fundamentals down. So, you know, each week it increased. It was like 200 on 200 off. I think I did a total of like two miles each time. And um, so it just kind of kept progressing and not every day looked pretty. Like I said, there, there were times where I just wanted to throw in the towel because I couldn't enjoy running for why I picked it up in the first place because I was so busy thinking about correction that it just, I, I didn't know if it was worth it anymore. Um, it would have been easy for me just to live vicariously through my children. But my husband was there like every second of the way and just kept encouraging me. And um, he'd go out with me on the bike or he'd go run with me. I mean, my son would go out with me. I mean, he was developing his stomach issues then. He couldn't even run, but he would go do the short distances with me. So the whole family was in on it. And it became so encouraging that um, they got me through these really rough times when I just wanted to throw in the towel. And where are you now? So today I am finally, I mean, I can't even believe this. This still seems crazy, but um, I'm running five days a week, which is insane because I didn't know if I'd be able to run two days back to back, but I'm running five days a week um, between 20 and 25 miles a week. And I ran 10 miles last week was my long run, which I have to tell you, I was ready to throw in the towel at eight because I thought I was going to die. But I was like, no, no, I'm doing the podcast with Donnie. I have to do 10 because it just sounds so much cooler to say you did 10 and not yeah. eight or 10 and not nine. Um, so that was my motivation. And um, I'm glad I did it. You know, my husband ran with me and encouraged me. And it was just, um, I never, ever in a million years I'd be here because you would ask me when I finished my training with you, you or my PT with you, you asked me, what are your goals? And do you remember my answer? No. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I don't. Okay. Cause you're first, you, it was like you had answered the question first and you said, um, what is it to run a half marathon? And I looked at you like you were crazy. You've probably seen that look a thousand times. I was like, no, it's just a run, you know, because I didn't even think a 5k would be feasible at that point. It actually was. And I got to tell you, it was really cool because like I said, we signed up for all these 5k's over COVID. And so I kept getting, they weren't in-person races and they send you all the medals. So I kept them in their little plastic baggie and I stuck them in the closet. And I was like, well, maybe one day I'll run them. And after I completed it with you, I think it was like maybe a month later and I was knocking the 5Ks out. And so I'd go and I'd get my little box or like the, the kids or my husband would show up at the end of like my race and they would give me, you know, my medal or whatever. And so it was just, it was just pretty cool. So to be where I'm at today, I never thought that. And to have a goal of, you know, running a half marathon this November, I, I honestly, like I said, I thought you were crazy. I didn't think there was any way I would be sitting here um, and not taking steps backwards, I think is the biggest thing because every time I tried to introduce running again, I kept going backwards and, um, and I haven't been, I'm a believer. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Which actually is a perfect way to segue into my last question. If you could tell somebody who is now going through that roller coaster ride, potentially now resting or sitting on the couch, what would you tell them now? What would you want them to know? 
I, you know, I see so many people, so many medical professionals and trainers that I felt like, um, when I got answers that I didn't like, I mean, I just accepted them. And if you don't like your answer, that's being given to you. Don't accept it. You know, when, when I had the MRI, it was that same exact day they called me and said, let's schedule you for a surgery. I mean, they wanted it scheduled. They basically, I mean, that's like the norm. And I was not okay with that, with that response. I wasn't okay with that treatment. And I felt like my, that was like a bandaid to it. Um, and I didn't want to put a bandaid on it because I want a lifestyle of running. I wanted to continue doing this and like long-term. So I felt like if I went in for a knee surgery, I may have to have another one and they're not guaranteed. And so, like I said, I, that news didn't settle with me. And I remember I contacted you and I said, you know, what are my chances? And I liked your response. Your response was that you can do this. You know, you had, you had different options for me, which was amazing. And I got to choose the one that I felt comfortable with, which was, again, it was a completely natural um, you know, recovery, I guess, for me, or, you know, PT for me, you know, to be able to do this without having to have injections or without having to go in and have surgery. That's what I felt comfortable with. And the fact that I was able to do that, um, and to be educated by you, like you just taught me to take control of my own body. And I think that's the biggest thing I can tell people is that you do have control of your own body. And the second you give up, to a surgery, you lose control of your body because things can go wrong. And I'm not saying don't ever have a surgery. You know, I've had them. I've had two C-sections. Like, thank God for those because my children wouldn't be here. But like, I just was not okay with a knee surgery at this point. And so to be able to do this um, and have it as an option and have it to work the way that it has to build my self-esteem, like, I'm serious. I had a really, really, really dark place when this was taken away from me. And I think that people, I mean, I hear of injuries all the time and people just throw their hands up and like, well, it's the cards I was dealt. No, it's not the cards you were dealt. You can do this and it's not easy, but it takes consistency and it takes patience. And you've got to learn to give yourself grace because there are days, you know, you're going to cry. There are days you're going to get mad and there are days you're going to want to give up, but not only in running, but in life in general, you're going to hit the same roadblocks. And if you can't get through it in something like this, you're never going to get it through, you know, in other things in your life. And that's what I plan, you know, for our children. Cause like they're watching my every move, you know, how's mom handling this? And, um, I wanted them to know you too will be faced with difficulties. And I want you to know, like, don't give up and having their encouragement through, it's been great. So they've been paying attention and I'll ask them, you know, hey, like, what do you think of all this? You know, and it's just encouraging because they are, they're like sponges absorbing everything that I'm doing. So I guess that's my biggest advice is to, um, you know, if you're not comfortable with a response from a medical professional, go seek treatment. I will say hands down though, um, I, I've trusted you in the past. I would trust you again. I would trust you with my husband and my children. Like this is something that um, I've gone to doctors before, but I've never seen like right off the bat from day one, it was always your passion for what you do. You love what you do. And it doesn't matter what the prognosis is like, you literally will figure it out. If you don't know it, you'll find an answer to it. Yeah. And there's very, 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 very many people out there that are passionate about what they do. 
and they want to help. And again, you just got to find them. Yeah. You just got to find them. They're out there and they want to help. And that's why they got into this industry in the first place. So go find them, whether it's a medical doctor, whether it's a chiropractor, whether it's a PT, whatever field they're in, make sure that they're passionate. You've got to ask people that, you know, have experience. Um, And sometimes too, some doctors may work for some people, not for others. You know, it's tough if it's not being recommended to you. Well, everything's negotiable. And with that said, every doctor should be interviewed before you go down their treatment is what my suggestion is. And it's okay to call in and, and try to make that happen. You don't have to just go with the first thing that comes your way. Yeah, but I agree. Lindsay, thank you for being on the show. We absolutely love your story. We love you. We love your family. Um, and we're excited for you and grateful for you. So thank you. Well, yeah, thanks for um, being part of this. Thanks for getting me through it. Early in my career, a mom and a dad came and interviewed me to determine if I was the right fit to rehab their daughter who had just torn her ACL. They grilled me and I loved it because they advocated for their daughter. They wanted to know who was gonna be taking care of her. They wanted to know how long it was gonna take. They wanted to know the plan. They wanted to know my expertise. They wanted to know where I went to school. They had so many questions and I loved it because they wanted the best and they went and they found it. You also have the choice to determine where you go and you just need to advocate for yourself. No matter where you are, go find the right fit for you and trust them. You're gonna do well. If you're in the Kansas City area and we can help you, feel free to reach out to us at info at freedompttc.com or follow us on one of our social media outlets. Instagram is at freedompttc and Facebook is Freedom Physical Therapy and Training Center. Remember, subscribe to our podcast so you can get updates on when the next Freedom Stories go live.